Hello, you're listening to the Secret Keepers Club podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So, so happy to have you here. My name is Carly Acolino. I'm your host. Thank you for joining us. We have a great episode for you guys today. I have some celebrity news that I want to talk about. I have some questions that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. So we're going to get right into it. I hope you all had a great week last week. Hope you all had a nice weekend. I had a, oh, before we talk about anything, I have to talk to you guys about this. Okay, listen to me. I've peaked in life experiences, things that I've wanted to happen. I've peaked. I've peaked because I saw someone on Friday night that made my entire life seeing. Was it Friday or Saturday? I don't know. But I was at this fancy restaurant with one of my friends and we're sitting at the bar eating. By the way, I love sitting at the bar. I want to sit at the bar. I always want to sit at the damn bar. Um, So anyway, we're sitting at the bar eating. I look over to my left. There's one other person sitting at the bar. It's a guy, you know, at the end of it. And I lock eyes with, I like turns, just like turning, looking around. And I like lock eyes with him for a second. And it took me a second to register who it was. But bitch, tell me why it was David Schwimmer. Tell me why it was David Schwimmer, Ross Geller from Friends. And you guys know one of my life goals has been to meet a cast member from the show Friends. And I didn't know what to do. Like, it took me a second to realize. And then I was just like, oh, my God. And the reason why it took me a second to realize he looks very different than he used to look, of course, because it's been fucking 30 years. Um. But he was wearing a hat. He was wearing like a little jacket. Like I just couldn't really, I just wasn't even paying attention. And then I lock eyes with him. And I know you guys can't see what face I made. So I'm going to try and make a sound that's equivalent to the face I made because it was embarrassing. Girl, you know, it was embarrassing. This is the, what the face I made would have sounded like. Ready? <laughs> Just like, what? I got so startled and I clenched, okay? And I turned to my friend and I'm like, you know, trying to give the lowdown. Like that. But I didn't say anything to him because I wouldn't. There's very few people, there's very few celebrities that I would I would ever say anything to. Honestly, I think I would say something to obviously Brad Pitt because you girl's gonna shoot her shot. <laughs> Not even shoot my shot, but I just wanna like have one conversation with him. And and something wild is David Schwimmer bumped into my friend, like physically bumped into her on accident and was like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, oh my god, you talked to him. That's crazy. But what, Stanley? I'm telling a story. Stanley, I'm telling a story. But yeah, I would say something to Brad Pitt. I would just go, I just, I can't not. I'd say something to him. I would say something to The Rock. And I would probably say something to, you know, if I saw them. Otherwise, everybody else I'll leave alone. I would probably say something to Fran Drescher, of course. And I would say something to Nancy Cartwright if I saw her. And I think out of all of those people, the nicest one would be, would be Nancy Cartwright who is the voice of Bart Simpson and, and many other characters. I, she's an icon and an idol and I'm obsessed with her. But um, anywho, yeah, that was like major, major for me. 
always cool seeing people. And I don't know what's in the damn universe. I mean, it was a fancy restaurant. And, but last week I saw, I was at a very fancy restaurant and I saw Adrian Brody who you guys know has always been on my list. So I don't know what it is with me just seeing people that I'm obsessed with the last couple of weeks, but I saw that man. Um, but yeah, I didn't say anything to him either. Eh, probably not, you know, whatever it is what it is. You got to let people, I wasn't going to like go up to David Trimmer. What am I going to say? I know all the words to, to friends, to every episode of friends. I'm your biggest fan. I mean, that's so embarrassing, but it was cool to see him. Anywho, I wanted to talk, uh, we have some, a couple of different, uh, celebrity stories that I wanted to talk about this week. First of all, a lot of you had, you know, messaged me and sent me emails about the Britney Spears court dates, which I want to talk about. I think that if you haven't, you know, there's been a million articles about it. I'm sure that you've seen something about it, but it was definitely very sad. Um, she spoke in court, which was, it wasn't here's the thing it's so crazy because it wasn't like incoherent but it wasn't graceful I think that it was very apparent that she was she was having anxiety about it right and she was trying to get all of these things out she was talking really fast but in no way did she seem unfit to speak or incapable of making a point. It was just that she felt like, a, I could tell she felt a little rushed, right? Which I think any of us would. But she broke it all down. She had said, you know, the things that she had mentioned the last time she was in court. And for those of you that don't know and aren't really familiar with what's going on here, she has had a conservatorship over her um, from after from about 2008 on and I'm sorry if that's not the right year but I think that's what it was 2008 2009 and her father and her terrible family um, pretty much have control over everything she does now there were a few I'm not going to get too deep into it because we have spoken about it on the podcast before and there really was just not much of a development yet because we don't know what the ruling was um but I'm not going to get too far into it, but there were a couple of things that really, really stood out to me that I found to be extremely vile. The first thing is the fact that her father um, made her get an IUD. Her, her father made her get, you know, a permanent contraception in uh, inside of her that she can't get taken out. And she doesn't want it. She wants to be able to have kids. Like this girl has no rights over what's going on. She wants to marry her boyfriend. She can't do that. She wants to have kids. She can't do that. And that's not even the extent of it. It's everything. It's everything from, she had mentioned not only not being able to have kids, she can't even drive. Her boyfriend can't drive her around in his car. Okay. Like she has no rights to her body, but I found the fact that she had asked them, can I get the IUD taken out? And they said, no, that should be illegal. That should absolutely be illegal. She should have rights over her own body. She sh nobody should ever um, have control over if a woman's fucking uterus. Sorry, I don't know how better way to really explain that. So I found that to be particularly disgusting. And the other thing that I found to be alarming, which I know I have mentioned this the last time I had spoken about it, but it really is the fact that her father, first of all, first of all, let's talk about this real quick. 
this girl went on a, has made millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. She's made a fortune in her life. She is probably, I mean, one of the, if not the most, one of the most legendary true pop stars of all time. Okay. And she's made a fortune in her life. She gets paid $2,000 a month out of her money. What? And she doesn't want to work. She doesn't want to do these things that they're making her do. And she's like, I don't feel well enough to go on tour while you're going on tour. I don't want to do this Vegas residency while you're going to do it because it's all money in their pockets, which is disgusting. And not for nothing, we also found out that none of them are innocent. We thought her little sister, Zoe 101, we thought little Zoe 101 had her best interest in mind. No, no, they're all scammers. They're all dirtbags, okay? What the hell is her little sister's name? Jamie Lynn. Bye. Let me see Jamie Lynn. Also, didn't Jamie Lynn like stab someone at a falafel place or some shit a couple years ago? Where's her conservatorship? Didn't she take a knife out on someone at a goddamn Chipotle in like 2018? And, and everyone's getting a check. So they're forcing her to work against her will. They're forcing her to do all of these things that she, she doesn't want to do. And, and also, I know everybody's like, oh, well, her father says he has her best interest in mind. My ass, he has her best interest in mind. No, he doesn't. Because he wouldn't have put her right on tour, right in the studio, right when she got out of, uh, you know, her, um, what, what, what would I call it? She had to go away back back then in like 2008. They had sent her away for a little bit. I don't know why the name is escaping me right now, but I don't want to say the wrong thing. But anywho, her dad had her working right when she got out of the hospital. He, he put her in the studio. He made her drop an album. He put her right on tour. So nobody nobody was treading slowly when it came to working her. And she's capable. She's well enough to go on tour and drop an album and do five shows a week in Las Vegas and all of this shit. She's well enough to do that. So why isn't she well enough to have her money and to be in the car with her boyfriend and to decide as a grown woman to decide if she wants to get married or not? It's absurd. It's absurd. It's one thing if she couldn't work, if she wasn't able to, you know, speak properly. You know what I'm saying? if she was still doing drugs. And that was also the thing that was disgusting is that they, okay, so this is what, this was the second point I wanted to make before I got all distracted talking about Jamie, Jamie fucking Lynn Spears, who, by the way, I hate her. Do you want to know why? Because a couple months ago, I saw a TikTok that she posted that was, she was like, oh my God, Elon Musk, you need to listen to me. My Tesla is too quiet. I keep killing my cats. What, bitch? First of all, I don't think it's Elon Musk's problem that, that you keep killing your cats. Well, my Tesla is too quiet. I don't know what, I, I don't know if she meant like the cats can't hear her coming down the driveway or the cats are maybe inside. You know how cats go inside of the hood of the car or some shit? Bitch, control, you figure that out. That's not Elon Musk's fault, okay? And also don't broadcast it that you're constantly killing cats. She goes, you have, you have no idea how many cats are, I, are dead. What, bitch? Where's her conservatorship? I'll fight her and I don't care. And I will go to jail and I will go to jail. I'll fight any one of Britney Spears' relatives, even, even like a distant cousin or something. I feel like somebody should really be speaking up for her. But anywho, let me get to my damn point. 
the thing that's really annoying about this whole thing is that she truly is, she truly is in a, in a position where she feels helpless because she can't hire her own doctors, her own psychiatrist, her own psychologist, and she can't hire her own lawyer. So when your father is in control of all your money and he's paying these people that are supposed to represent you, you guys can see how that would be a major conflict of interest because these people, first of all, they probably want the case going as long as they can because they're getting paid the big bucks by her dad and, he, and they're going to do whatever her dad's telling them. They're going to diagnose her in whatever way. She said that she, un, you know, she was having, reg, she was on regular medication for five years and she had turned down that she, she didn't want to do the tour anymore in Las Vegas, her residency. And the next day, her father, you know, they were saying that she was insane and her, and her therapist, um, her psychiatrist diagnosed, pardon me, diagnosed her with lithium not diagnosed her, Jesus Christ, prescribed her with lithium, diagnosed her with lithium. Yes, you are lithium. Huh? Jesus Christ. But prescribed her lithium and she said she could barely function on it. She felt drunk. She didn't feel like herself. And she was, she was on the same meds for so long and, and they were working for her and they went ahead and, and did all that. So it's just like, she has no control over her body. If I were her, I would rip my damn IUD out. First of all, if I was her, I'm leaving the goddamn country. I'm going to run away on foot and you're never going to see me again. Okay. I don't know how she does it. But free Britney, you guys, I, I really hope everything works out for her. These, these situations are so sad. You know, she was clearly struggling. She clearly was not healthy mentally. She was going through so much. The paparazzi was making it worse for her and, and exacerbating these problems that she had and, and putting, you know, pigeonholing her into looking a certain type of way just because it got them clicks. And the media really is disgusting. And she was having a full mental breakdown and nobody was helping her. Nobody was trying to help her. And then shit hits the fan and she loses the rights to her own body forever. Are you kidding me? Her dad's a piece of shit. Her fucking old ass dad looks like he golfs every day. I'm tired of her family. Her mom's not innocent. All of them have blood on their hands in this situation. And again, I just want to drive it home. I will fight you. <laughs> Wendy Williams went on air the other day and said death to them all. Like what? Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about in celebrity news, the, uh, and I don't watch this show, but I, I felt like it was necessary for us to talk about because it was in the it was in the media a lot this week um the kardashians had their finale you know wh whatever you call it reunion with andy cohen and he had interviewed them um because they had just stopped filming the the stopped airing the last season of keeping up with the kardashians after it being on forever and he had asked them this is something that stuck out to me that really was under my skin and it bothered me a lot for like a few days he had asked them, uh, do you think you contribute to the unrealistic beauty standards that women are facing? And I in no way think that any one person or any one family in particular is responsible for the way society is and the way that, you know, especially since after social media has become so popular, the way that 
it's really, really changed. It's really changed. And I don't think that it's specifically the Kardashians fault, but do I think they have a lot to do with it? Yes. Okay. With that being said, after he asked this, Kim jumps in. She could not wait to answer the fucking question. Okay. She goes, no, because we're doing the work. We're waking up in the morning and we're going to the gym and we're doing the work. What, bitch? Kim Kardashian. And, and, and I, I've been liking her the last few years. I felt like she was humbled. I felt like she was becoming a little bit more real and a little bit more genuine. And so I say this with all, all due respect. Kim Kardashian, you vapid, crazy bitch. And, and I mean that. And I mean that. And you can put that on my tombstone. You are insane. If you, okay, there's so much to unpack there. It's not only, nobody has the money that you guys have to get, to get all the work done. Okay. It, I mean, that could just be the end of the story right there, but it's also the time. It's also the fact that you have a chef and 50 assistants, I'm sure. And a personal trainer that knocks on your door at the same time every morning. And the, the life, the luxuries of having all of these different things. And a lot of it has to do with money. All of these things are because you have money, right? It's also like, what the, what are you talking about? You, you guys wake up and you work out. Okay. No, that's not really it either. It's you, you got some work. You guys got a little something here and there and listen, Hey, I'm not anti-plastic surgery in any type of way. You guys do whatever you want to do. But don't take all the credit for it. And don't make it sound like, oh, well, we wake up and we do the work. I mean, how how disconnected from reality are you that you think that you have an attainable that if people wake up and they work out, they're going to look like you or how? No, no. You know, what about single moms that don't have a, a, a spare second in the day to go to the gym or can't afford to, to eat, to have a juice cleanse or whatever type of other bullshit that you guys are doing. And they work two jobs and they're just trying to make ends meet. You think that they don't get up and they don't go do the work? Come on. It's just so, so no self-awareness, no self-awareness there. And it's, here's the thing. She could have said, she could have kept it, kept it real. She could have kept it real. And this, this would have made me respect her and never say a bad word about her for the rest of my goddamn life. I think if she would have said, listen, we don't wake up and look like this either. We have a wonderful glam team. We have great makeup artists. We, you know what I'm saying? We have the hair and the makeup and we have the luxuries. We're, we're fortunate enough to have the luxuries of having a chef or wh- whatever without sounding like they're bragging. I think that she really could have mailed it home. Like, listen, I'm a little insecure too. We all know you Photoshop all your pictures, even though you guys are gorgeous. We all know that because you're not very good at it. You know what I'm saying? Like she could have kept it real there. Well, I don't wake up like this or whatever. But anywho, I wanted to talk about that because it bothered, that bothered me. That There was something about that that just didn't sit right with me. There was just, it, it wasn't cool. And I, I feel like I'm on a hating spree here. A lot of people added to my shit list last week in case you guys can't tell. But I was so disappointed in her that she said that we wake up and we do the work. Uh, that's how I feel about you. That's how I feel about you.
also I I'm sorry. And I, and I'm not even trying to be a hater right now, but it's just going to come off that way. I think Kylie is the perfect example of how much you guys have influenced beauty standards because she was getting all the, she was getting work done before she even fully developed yet. You know what I'm saying? She was like a teenager getting injections and all that stuff. What, what are you doing? She's too young. Your body's not even developed. Your face isn't even developed. So I don't know. I think the proof is in the pudding there, but anywho, let's get into some of these questions here. I feel like I've been yap, 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 yapping on. Did I tell you guys I played paddle ball today? I think I did. I think I did. It was fun. Okay, so let's jump into. Let's jump into this one. Sorry, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm not like double, you know, and I'm not reading something that was on the podcast last week. Okay. This one says mama daughter drama. Okay, dear Carly, sweet baby Robert, and the, new the newest edition, Stanley Tucci. I'll kiss you right on the goddamn lips. Need advice, please. I recently got engaged in January. Yay, right? My mother kind of ruined the day for me. It's such a long story, but the short story is she threw a temper tantrum when I asked her to come to my boyfriend's mother's house and leave my niece at home. COVID and this being the first time she was going to meet my boyfriend's family, um, keep in mind, I didn't know he was going to propose to me. She did. I didn't think it was appropriate. Um, to bring my niece, I just wanted her to come. She fought with me the entire day and the entire night, making me completely miserable. Oh my God. She made the entire experience unhappy for me. And this is a recurring theme with her and my sister. She told me that I'm jealous of my niece and I'm going to regret this. I'm so angry. I'm having a hard time seeing past this. Not sure how to move forward. And it's still coming up and it's this May. I just want to move forward and have peace in my life. I feel like it's a little impossible to have a relationship with my mother. Any advice? Love you and love the show. Oh, well, first of all, congratulations for getting engaged. That's so exciting and so wonderful. Um, and I'm sorry that this happened to you. It sucks when, you know, somebody else ruins a really special day for you. It just really sucks. And, and I understand that it's, it's hard to let that go, especially if she knew it was going to happen and you didn't. It's kind of like, you know, there's certain things like, there's certain things like, if you, you could, she could have waited it out. If it really bothered her, if she really wanted her, you know, your niece to come and you said, please just don't bring her. You're meeting his family for the first time and blah, blah, blah. She could have gone by herself. And then in a few days after the excitement, you know, calms down a little bit, she could have said, listen, it really hurt me that, that you didn't want me to bring her. And here's why. And you guys could have had a, a adult conversation about it, but to bring it up and just ruin that special day for you. It is, it is not nice. It's just not nice. And her as your mom should have just been, been excited to be along for the ride. I understand why you wouldn't want her to bring your niece in the first place too. Um, okay. So with all that being said, I think that you have to just, and this I know isn't easy. I hope I'm not trying to make, I, I hope I'm not making it sound like, oh, well, yeah, just, uh, just move on, you know, but I think that this is an exciting time in your life. And this is especially, you know, time that you're not going to get back, you know, planning a wedding and all of these new fun things and all of this excitement. I think that if you allow her or your, or whoever else to ruin it for you, you're going to regret it. 
no one person should have that much power over your outlook on the, on these things. Um, because you're going to regret it later on. When you look back, you're going to say, you know, that should have been such a special time, but she, I, I let her get to me and I let her ruin this for me. So I think that, you know, maybe if I were you, I would just maybe sit her down and very calmly start the conversation with, listen, I don't want this to turn into a fight, but I just have to tell you, um, you know, how I feel and let her know, say, I feel like you ruined the, my engagement and the day of my engagement for me, you knew, knew this was going to happen. And it, it was a conversation that definitely could have waited a few days. It wasn't anything too urgent. Um, and I just want to let you know that it, it, you know, really tainted that day for me and moving forward. I don't want, I don't want you doing that with the rest of my, you know, things that I have coming up. I want to enjoy this time in my life and you're my mom and I want you to be a part of it and talk to her like that. She, she should understand, you know, I'm sorry that that happened though. That sucks. Um, okay. Okay. Let's get to this next one. This one says razor where you at fuck Mary kill included. Uh Oh, Okay. Hey, Carly, love the podcast. In need of some awkward advice on how to tell a guy to shave his pubes. I've hooked up with him twice now. And the first time I pointed out, oh, so you keep it au natural down there, figuring he would take the hint and clean it up. But it was still looking like a pube jungle the next time we hung out. How do I ask him to manscape without sounding like an an asshole? Um, Thank you. And then she gives a good fuck, Mary kill. So... This is tough because you really can't tell someone to do something to their body. You know what I'm saying? But girl, and it also is like, you don't want to embarrass him, all of this stuff. It could be embarrassing, but I think he should have got the hint the first time he said, oh, so you keep it natural down there or whatever. I think that there's a couple ways you could do it. Actually, here's what I would do. Here's what I would do. I would say um, it would be really hot if you, uh, it would be really hot if you um, trimmed. Like that's, I'm, I'm into that. I think that's really hot, period. And if you don't, and if he has a reason he don't want to do it, then I don't know, sister. But, you know, that's, I think that's the best way to do it. That's a nice way to do it. And it's subtle. And I think that's really, that's a good nudge. You know, if he can't take that hint, I don't know. Uh, Okay, this next one says, we're going to do that fuck Mary Kill at the end, by the way. Okay, this one says new to the club. I am new to the podcast, but I'm loving it. Thanks for all the laughs. I wanted to see if you have any tips for anxiety or just simply feeling stuck in a rut. A little background. I'm 35. I'm a 35 year old female. Okay. Just so you guys know, it said 35 F and I was going to say 35 F. I was going to say 35 F because you guys know I read things exactly as they're written. So I just want to let you all know I did improvise that. I said, I'm a 35 year old female. And I, and I feel very proud that I just did that. So I'm a 35 year old female. I'm married happily, but I have been struggling so badly lately with severe anxiety. I feel unfulfilled in my current 
current job and I simply can't quit because let's face it, we need the money and the health insurance. My husband does work and is the breadwinner, but my income is a big help as well. I do talk about him with my struggles and my anxiety and he's so caring and tries to be understanding, but I think he has a really hard time getting it because he's never experienced it before. I'm starting therapy in the next few days, but I'm just having such a hard time moving forward. It's so hard sometimes. Do you have any advice? Thank you so much. Um, okay. I think this is something that a lot of people feel at some point you kind of get into the monoton like a monotonous um life becomes monotonous sometimes if you're doing the same thing every day you know you wake up you go to work you come home you eat dinner you go to sleep you wake up you go to work it's just like it sometimes can all blend in together and i totally understand that feeling of feeling like you're in a rut you're kind of just stuck and you're like well what's next what's happening next so i get it i've been there and i think what I think what you could do here, and again, like I'm not a licensed person to be giving advice. So it, this is just what I would do. Um, first of all, I think it's great that you're starting therapy soon. You probably already started by now, but um, I think find out or think really, really think about what makes you happy. What brings you joy? Is it cooking? Is it exercising? Is it sewing or, you know, I'm trying to think reading anything, some type of art, something creative. I think that if you have, a, you know, something in particular that you're like, this brings me joy to me, I love cooking or I love, um, you know, I love doing like little crafts. I love, I'm learning, I'm going, starting classes, learning how to sew. It's just like to find something different that brings you joy. It's, it's nice. I love my plants. You know, I love animals and things like that. It's nice to designate some time to that. I'm not saying, oh, well, you, because I don't want to say like, oh, if you like this creative thing, that's your creative outlet, start a business doing that because that's just so hard to do. And I'm not telling you like, oh, let's change the career path because I don't think that's what you want to do in the first place. But I think having a hobby and activity that you're interested in, it's, it's, nice to get away. And it's nice to just have that to kind of just breathe and something to look forward to as well. Also, if you don't know exactly what it is that brings you joy, you know, you can try new things out, do a bunch of different classes. One week you do pottery, the next week you do a painting class, the next week you do a uh, baking or whatever, whatever, you know, just try new things. And I think that that's always something that I love because I love just looking forward to stuff like, Oh, next week I get to go to my class, you know? And, and just so you guys know, like I am going to be wearing cute little outfits that I'm going to make, make together with my bare hands and a sewing machine, but still I'm looking forward to that. And I'm so excited about it. So I think that could help. I hope that, I hope that helps. And what's good about that is you find like-minded people that are interested in the same things as you. So you kind of like can make new friends that way. You know, if you like a certain, you know, you want to take a certain like class or something like that, you end up meeting people that you're just are naturally have a lot in common with, which is cool. A book club, you could do a book club. So, okay, wait, where's the next one? Okay. This one says, how to water a dry desert. Okay. 
Um, hey, Carly, you are such a catch, a style icon, and you give off such good vibes. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Plus, we are Scorpio sisters. Okay, when's your birthday? If you're a Scorpio, you have to tell me when your birthday is because my birthday is November 18th. And if any of you have the same birthday as me, I need to know more about you because I want to know if we're exactly similar or if it's all a sham. Okay, let's get into it. At the end of last year, I left a long-term relationship of five years. Instead of rebounding, I took time for myself. I'm naturally a loner. Okay, Scorpio vibes. Already, I feel like we, we have a lot in common. I'm already a loner. Let's just say other than coworkers, my cats see me the most. Keep this in mind also relatable. I want friends so bad, but finding a friend is just as fun, just as hard as finding a lover. Speaking of boys, I took a leap and responded to this man's Instagram story. It was a slow start, but after some fire selfie posts and some clever stories, he started to reach out to me on Snapchat. Don't ask me why he still uses this app. Then he asked me to buy art off me. I thought this was a good sign. I thought it was going to be my reason to see him in real life, which didn't happen. He lives one and a half hours away. I asked him if he wanted me to ship it or, and he said he wasn't sure and he would, uh, when he would be back in my town. Now I get at least one snap a day from him. However, I cannot get this man to talk. I ask questions and he will respond to them. I'll reply and get nothing back. I want to have a combo with him and learn about him and see if he's worth the pursuit. It seems like he's interested, but, um, but you would think he would give me some more back. Am I just being a stereotype Scorpio that is obsessing over a crush? <laughs> Side note, how can I casually go out alone and meet new people and not seem like, like a weirdo? I want to get back out there and make friends with random people or find a band to flirt with. I also want to try vabbing. Vabbing works. Vabbing works. I hear it's a success and I want to feel like that girl for a night, but going to the bar alone seems like it will be unsuccessful. Thank you. Okay. so. First of all, I don't think there's anything wrong with going out by yourself. I know it's not for everybody. I was, who's Instagram? I, I followed this guy um, on Instagram and he was saying like, he was going to a bar by himself the other night. And it was cool because he said this whole thing. It, it just like, he's one of these people that's just very relatable. Um, if you guys like, uh, you, you guys will love him. He's on TikTok too. Let me just find his exact username because I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with him. Um, hold on. Yeah. So his, his Instagram is D uh, Michael Burke. And you're just going to love him. He's so stinking cute. We love him. We live for him. But he had gone out to a bar by himself. And then he made this Instagram story about like, okay, here's what I did when I got to the bar. I didn't want to sit there by myself, but I got a drink and there was a group of girls. And I said, hey, um, I came here by myself and I'm, I'm a gay guy. I'm in no threat to you. I promise. Like you're, I'm safe. You're safe. Like he said that jokingly, it's very, very cute. He's like, and then they just kind of like adopted me into their group. And, and I had a lot of fun. So I think that that's a very, even though it's very ballsy to do that. I don't know if I, I don't know if I could do that. I think I would be like, Oh my, um, like just too nervous. I probably would be, but that's a pretty ballsy way to go about doing it. Um, but also we have mentioned on the podcast a couple of times that you can join, um, somebody, a secret keeper had written in and, and mentioned this. You can join like a Facebook group that, you know, is in your town and kind of meet people that are in your area and maybe some type of like, um, you know, I don't know what to call them meetings or gatherings or whatever. So that's a, that's a possible way. 
Um, okay. Or do you want to know what? You can just talk to people. Like if you see someone, like there was a guy, I was out with my friend earlier today and there was a guy that just like was walking down the street and we were, we had walked up to the car and the people in front of us and behind us were so like, it was so tight that we didn't know how we were going to get the damn car out of the fucking spot. And this guy walking down the street was like, oh my God, I can't believe that these people boxed you in like that. That sucks. And he was so cute. And then he walked away and, and we were just talking like, oh my God, how cute was he? And I was like, I, I, I should have been like, hey, do you want to be best friends? Do you want to be friends with us? And my friend said too, she was like, I always want to do that with people. Like if I see someone that I like their outfit or whatever, like you just randomly, you know, like talk to people throughout the day. So that could be a thing too. Um, that has happened to me before where a girl has been like, I think you're cool. Like, do you want to like exchange numbers and we could go for drinks or whatever? And, you know, just your, you and your friends and me and my friends and whatever. Um, okay. So to this guy, I think you need to pump the brakes a little bit with him. I think that if he wanted to, he would. And I think that he's not giving you enough effort for you to be putting this much effort and thought into him. So here's what we're going to do. And I can't tell you what to do, but I'm going to tell you what I would do. Okay. Um, I would not open his messages for a week. And I know that sounds like a game, but it's also just like, I would do that for my own self to kind of feel like I have control over the situation. And also simultaneously letting him know that he is not the boss. Okay. Because there is a boss bitch in the chat and it is not him. It is me. (laughs) So that's what I would do. I would want to do that for my own self to feel like I had a little bit more control and I just kind of am just like, okay. Also during that week, I would probably find other people to talk to, you know, find other guys to talk to. Cause I kind of feel like he's not giving it. Maybe he has a girlfriend. Maybe he's seeing somebody. I mean, he doesn't, we don't know anything about him really, but I, I think the bare minimum of him sending Snapchats is not enough for me or you. I'm speaking for you now. I don't think it's enough for you. I think you deserve more than that. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if you don't even open these messages, okay? I'm not saying leave him on red. If you do not open these messages for one week, and I don't care, I know it's going to be so hard. I don't care if you have to throw your phone off a fucking bridge. Do not open these messages. Because let me tell you something, they're not that interesting. If you go a full week, he's going to change his little tune. I promise you. I promise you. But again, not playing a game. Um, okay, this next one says, cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Why are men? Uh-oh. Dear Queen Carly and the royal family, a.k.a. Stanley and Robert. Love that. The royal family. Guys, did you hear that? Where are you guys? Okay. I need your help on what to do, sister girl. I've mentioned my man on the podcast before, the shit sir who shat in the Macy's back <laughs> in Manhattan in the back of a taxi in desperation from driving back home to Central Islip nonstop. Yes, I remember. I remember that shit crapping story. Um, anyway, here's the sitch, screenshots included. My boyfriend's studio friend has made me feel very awkward to be around um, 
to be around him or talk to him at all. I've never been flirty or anything, just cordial. And I've only physically been around him once. My boyfriend introduced us via clubhouse to discuss possibly recording some music since I've recorded before. Everything seemed okay at first. I even drove to the city to meet up with him. His friend was super friendly and even introduced me to his sister, who's also a singer. Just when I start to get a feel for some tracks and begin freestyling with my boyfriend, um, his friend immediately gets weird and wants to cut the session short. Shortly after I leave, I'm standing outside in the rain, kissing my man. Okay. She had to say it was in the rain. She had to say it was in the rain. She had to say, listen, my relationship is that, is that type of notebook vibe from the notebook starring Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams. Okay. So they were kissing in the rain. Um, and he tells us goodnight and walks off and I could feel his eyes watching me in the distance. A week later, the same friend adds me on Facebook and asks if I'm coming around again, to which I tell him I can't and I have birthday plans. We spoke about music and I sent him some of the music I've worked on since he also writes and wanted to quote unquote hear my voice so that he could write lyrics for me. After him pretending to be somewhat professional, he has the audacity to send me inappropriate things on Instagram and Facebook and he's married with two kids. Ugh. I told my boyfriend about this textual harassment and showed him my response. And all he could say was that he was shocked. I know all this happened months ago, but I've been ignoring his friend, but I don't want to unfriend him or block him so that the other studio friends or my boyfriend would think things like, oh, maybe we did things or that things could have transpired as I'm sure I can't be the only girl that he's been bold enough to try this with. My boyfriend doesn't really work with him as much now, and it would be selfish to make him feel like he can't work with him anymore. So I simply never came around again. Please tell me what the hell I should do. This asshole just posted a picture of him and his wife celebrating their three-year wedding anniversary. I fought myself so many times on whether I should tell his wife about how he spoke to me if I might, or if I should just mind my fucking business. If I actually show up to the studio and, or if I actually show up to the studio and channel my inner Sasha fears and make Beyonce proud. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Help. Am I wrong for feeling some type of way or am I, am I being a drama queen? The worst part about all of this is that he's fucking ugly. <laughs> to literally be that ugly and have nothing to offer, but the audacity, like why are men? I kind of hate that my boyfriend never spoke to him about it. Yeah, girl, that's what I was going to say. Uh, at least from what I know, or if he's simply using the piece of information in a game of mental chess, please give me advice on how I should deal with this situation. Fuck Mary Kills included. Please see the attached screenshots. That is me. Okay, so let's get to these. Okay, here's, yo, you guys are so cute. You're cute, your boyfriend's cute. Okay, so this man really is out here being a dirtbag. Okay, he's talking about being horny for no reason. Nobody asked for that. Nobody asked for that. Um, and then he, between me and you, I had a random ass sex dream about you. Yeah, no, that's not cool. Um, talking about being horny. Yeah, no, it's not cool. It's just not cool at all. I think that first of all, if it were me, I would tell my boyfriend, like, you better say something to this man or I'm going to embarrass you. That's what I would do because I will, I will go there and I will embarrass you. And everybody's going to be like, oh, there's a guy with the psycho bitch girlfriend. And it's going to be me filing my nails, chewing gum. Okay. I would, I would, you want to know what I would do? I would probably say to him, if he ever reached out again, first of all, not breezing over the fact that your man should have, should have stepped in here and said something to him. Um, he could have done it in a very like nice way. Like, dude, my, my girl told me what you were saying to her. What is that? 
you know, I'm not saying they have to fist fight, but if it's me, I would just say, does your wife know that you talk to me like this? Cause I have all the conversations and I have no problem showing her because I'll be damned if you're going to DM me when you have a wife and you know, and you know, my boyfriend. So this guy is just straight up disrespectful to everybody. He's not even going out of his like work circle or his friend circle to, to try and holler at somebody. So let me find out. I would just say, listen, if you want me to show your wife all the screenshots I have of our conversations, I gladly will, but I don't feel like doing that. So check yourself, period. Okay. You had a sex dream about me. Cool. I had a dream that I punched you in your gosh darn face and I'm about to make that dream. I'm a dream chaser and I'm about to make that dream a reality. And I will tase you, sir. Sir, I will tase you. Men are so creepy. And it's just like, also, can we talk about how some guys really think just you being in their presence is you flirting with them and how every woman has to go through this at some point in their life where like you were just simply saying hi to somebody that you have no interest or no attraction in at all whatsoever. But you were just not trying to, you were just saying hi, like a normal person. Like you would say hi to an old man, to a 95 year old man. And they're like, yeah, I kind of felt like you were, what, sir? What are you talking about? And then she gives some fuck, Mary kills, which we'll get to some of them. Okay. Okay, so this one says, hold on. What the hell was that, boys? What the hell was that? Okay. This one says forever single and a fries fuck, Mary kill. Ooh, okay. Hey, Carly and kitties, I'm gay, but all the kisses on the mouth for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Carly, I've been a huge fan of you since you were on Girl Code. I used to listen to you on Taylor Strecker's show, and I'm pretty sure I manifested you having your own podcast, LOL. Fun fact, you actually read one of my emails on the third ever episode of the podcast. That dilemma is well behind me now. I think you're beyond hilarious, and your Insta stories bring me so much joy and laughter. Oh, thank you so much. This is so nice. You guys are being very nice. Honestly, if I had to choose one person in the world to be best friends with, it would no doubt be you. Oh my God, we could be best friends. Rihanna is a close second though, but I feel like I would be too intimidated um, to be in her presence. Oh, and I 100% agree. And Rihanna is up there for me. And also I want you guys to look into this. I'm not going to get into this story, but this was something else that I, I saw on social media. It blew my mind. Rihanna is dating ASAP Rocky and they tried to go to a bar in New York City and the bar turned them away because they didn't have their IDs on them. And the bar was barcade. If you live in New York, you might have been to Barcade before. I've been there a million times. It's literally an arcade. The way that they turned Rihanna away at Barcade is just, guys, I was laughing about it for three days. And I texted it to all my friends like, you guys, the fact that the guy, the bouncer at Barcade asked Rihanna, I, she, he said, I don't know you. Do you have a business card? <laughs> what how do you not know who rihanna is but then there were people who were like oh celebrities shouldn't get special treatment it's like it's not that serious it's fucking rihanna dude relax okay so he said 
we we're kindred kindred spirits because you mentioned that friends was your favorite show and that phoebe was your favorite character oh my god yes 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 i would really value your opinion on an issue that i'm having i've never been in a serious relationship before i've dated guys but it's never gone beyond that so i've turned into being a hoe and it's been a lot of fun hey power to you Um, But lately, I've been craving something more. I've tried dating apps, and I get really discouraged because none of the guys that I'd be swiping right on are swiping right on me. I've tried dating apps. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. God. Instead, I just get guys who I'm not attracted to at all, and it's starting to fuck with my confidence. I'm starting to believe that I'm going to be forever alone. What do you think I should do? Dating as a gay man is so hard for many reasons because um, the biggest one is being that most gays are shallow and only want muscle jocks. I've worked hard on myself to be happy about how I look and who I am, and it seems like it's just not good enough. How do I keep going? Should I call off the search in hopes that love will find me when I'm least expecting it, or should I just be a hoe for the rest of my life? Love, 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 love you and will stand forever thanks on the advice oh okay and then there's a good fuck mary kill wow this fuck mary kill is one of the impossible ones okay so this is tough because it's just like when we're searching for things it's so hard when you're looking for something you know when you're saying like okay i now want to be in a relationship i'm ready to now be in a relationship it's kind of hard to, you don't find that instantly, right? It's so rare to find somebody that you really have a good connection with. And I don't just mean like, oh, we hang out and we, you know, have fun and it's cool. I mean like a real, real relationship connection. It it's, doesn't happen very often. So it's not easy to find, you know, someone that you would go, okay, I'm, I'm ready to sacrifice my, you know, single life for you. It's not easy. But with that all being said, I think that you shouldn't take it ever, ever, ever personal if you feel like, I don't want you, if somebody that you swipe on doesn't swipe with you, I don't want you to start feeling like um, bad about yourself because of things that are happening online. Because online dating is a very... um, kind of like a shallow concept and it is a shallow kind of culture. I I think that, you know, first things first, you, and even if people say that this isn't the way it is, you see people's picture. Oh, I like this person. Oh, whatever. And it's just kind of like a mindless game. So I think everyone experiences that, that, that does online dating. You know, these people never met you. They don't never spoken to you. And I think that the best thing to do, if you feel like it's affecting your self-esteem, Maybe take a break just from the apps for a little bit and see, you know, go out with some friends, go to a bar, you know, flirt with people at the bar and kind of do something like that. Or you can even ask friends, like, do you know anybody that is single for me? I have people, you know, people have asked me that before. I've said that to people before, like, oh, do you know, whatever. Maybe you can get set up from a friend. I feel like that's better. Um, That's a good situation you know, somebody who's like, Oh, I have a good person for you. But I feel like nobody puts their ass out anymore for that. Nobody's like, Oh, I have a good guy for you ever, ever anymore. You have to bring it up. You have to ask people because nobody's putting, nobody's going to risk it. Um, but yeah, I think that online dating can definitely be, you know, it could do more harm than good sometimes, but don't take it personal ever, ever, ever. Um, Also, it is the summertime. It is the summertime. We're having fun this summer. I just kind of feel when it comes to stuff like that, like I don't, I'm not in a place right now where I feel like I 
am capable of giving, you know, enough in a relationship or, you know, I just don't want one right now. But when I have felt that way, I just kind of am like, it's going to, it'll find me in whatever way it'll find me when I'm ready for it. And when I'm open to it, that's also the thing is just being open and having an open heart and kind of just going into things freely. Um, okay. Let's do some of these fuck, Mary kills. So this fuck, Mary kill. Ooh, this is a hard one. Okay. It's nearly impossible. Regular fries, waffle fries, or curly fries. God damn. It's one of these things that it's so simple yet. It's so complex. Okay. Regular waffle or curly Jesus. Okay. See, I do think that there is a, there, the regular fry is more of, it's a more of a thought because everybody it's kind of subjective. What I picture a regular fry being is not what you picture a regular fry being. There's a million different types of regular fries. Is it a McDonald's fry? Because to me, if it's a McDonald's fry, we're talking completely different vibe and completely different status than like a crinkle cut or like a, a fat boy, like one of those fat boys, they call them wedges. Okay, but I'm going to go like my quintessential French fry, just a classic. Okay, we're going to just go classic and I'm going to stop making it more hard than it actually is. Okay, but it feels wrong to kill, to kill a, reg, a reggie fry. I think if if I have to kill one, it would have to be a curly or a waffle. I love a waffle, but I really love a curly. So here's the thing. I'm going to marry a regular fry because I do feel like that would probably be the best husband for me. Um, I just don't think that. Uh, I think the other ones are a little too funky. I, I don't think I would trust them if if I was married to a curly fry. And it went out at night. I would not be able to sleep that night. I would be like, what, where's the curly fry, right? Everyone, everyone wants a little slice of that ass. And I don't trust it to be loyal. So I think I would fuck a curly fry. I would marry a, a regular fry and I would have to kill a waffle, but I really do love a waffle fry. And that is something that I need you all to know. It's very serious to me. Um, okay. Now we're going to do another fuck, Mary kill. This one is, okay. These are the men in the nineties and the two thousands. So not now. Okay. That was just a little caveat there. So it says 50 cent Snoop Dogg, Tupac. Ooh, okay. This is hard. I will say 50 cent is very hot. Um, I've met him before and I really was like, this is a hot man. He's very hot. So I guess I would. And he was even like even cooler in the early 2000s, which I mean, he's so cool now. But he was even cooler in the early 2000s. OK, I guess for for, for I, I'm going to marry 50 Cent, even though that seems like such a bad idea. I mean, all of his ex-wives really, really don't. I mean that he has ruined their lives. OK, so I'm going to fuck 50 Cent. How about we're not going to. Yeah, we're not marrying him. We're not marrying him. He's a little too petty to be a husband. Right. I'm going to marry Snoop Dogg because Snoop Dogg's been with the same woman since he's like 14 years old. That man is loyal and we love him and we live for him. And I love that he's best friends with Martha Stewart. 
And I love that I would sometimes be invited to Martha Stewart's house, which looks so gorgeous and stunning and beautiful on Instagram. So that's that. Then I got to kill Tupac. Sorry about it. Saws about it. And then we have another fuck, Mary kill. By the way, we had even more, but I'm going to do this one. Okay. So this one is, Ooh, Crocs, Snuggy fanny pack. And this is from the girl that said, Razor, where you at? Okay, I'm going to kill a fanny pack because I don't really, I mean, I, ha- I think I have one. I definitely have one. It's stupid. It says sports on it. it just says sports. Um, actually, no, I have another one that's actually very cool. It's a Playboy. It has a, it's like pink. I'm not going to describe it, but it is cool. And it's Playboy. Okay, but I'm going to kill fanny packs still because I use them the least. I'm going to fuck Crocs and I'm going to marry a Snuggie because to Snuggie, uh, to, to wear a Snuggie is very comforting. And yeah, that's a marriage material. Crocs, you, you can fuck Crocs because they're a little funky. They're a little funky. Not everybody, you know, they got a little edge to them, even though they're so, you know, they're like ugly, but cute. Sometimes that's a good recipe for, for fun night, right? So we're doing that. But anywho, thanks you guys so much. Again, you can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And I will see you guys next week. Hope you have a great week. Stay healthy. Be nice. Love you. Kiss your right on the lips. Bye. 